Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 21. This is the text that covers the 12 apostles, or the 12 disciples. We're going to talk about the difference between those two terms, as well as how we should think about apostleship today based on what Scripture says. Which, spoiler alert, there's a little bit of disagreement within Christianity today regarding how we should think about this. By the way, there's a parallel text of this passage back in Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. We did a podcast on that a while back. You can catch that in episode 496, chapter 3, verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach, and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Bonerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. As we've mentioned in a couple other podcasts, there's a little bit of difference between the names of the disciples or the apostles, depending on where they're listed, but there's widespread consensus that these 12 guys are the same 12 guys who are mentioned in every other text where they are mentioned. So let's talk about disciples versus apostles. The Greek word for disciples simply means a student or a learner, and there are many, many disciples of Christ. We are disciples of Christ today. We follow him, we learn from him, we're students of his word, of him, and there were many disciples back in Jesus' day beyond just the twelve who he chose. The Greek word for apostle means sent. Apostles are ones who are sent. And in this text, it specifically says that Jesus appointed these as apostles or as sent ones. He sent them out to preach. He gave them authority to cast out demons. So you could think of the difference between apostles and disciples like this. Every apostle is a disciple of Jesus, but not every disciple of Jesus is an apostle. And by the time the New Testament is complete, there are a few other people who are also thought of as apostles in addition to these 12. James, the brother of Jesus, is thought of in this way. The apostle Paul, Barnabas, is another one. But this group of apostles is limited to a very small group of people in human history. And this is where some of the theological debate comes in. For example, one criteria that some have said must apply to all apostles is that they were eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ. That means that there wouldn't be any apostles beyond just the generation that Jesus Christ lived and died and was resurrected. The Roman Catholic Church, for example, takes a little bit different view, thinking that as the 12 apostles moved forward after the resurrection of Christ, when the church was being started and the gospel was being spread, that each one of those apostles passed their office of apostleship on to another who followed them and another who followed them and another who followed them, so that there could be people who fill the office of apostle today. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul is talking about the resurrection of Christ. He said that after the resurrection, in verse 7, he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. And then verse 8, he says, last of all, as to one untimely born. He's referring to himself. Jesus appeared, the resurrected Christ, after he descended to heaven, to Paul in a unique, special way, so that Paul's being called to the office of apostle, this came to him as one untimely born. It was an unnatural, irregular way of becoming an apostle, not like the other apostles who walked and talked 
walked with Jesus. And because he says last of all right before that, seems to indicate that Paul thinks that he's the last apostle. And theologians have taken it as such. So there are no more apostles today in the way that they were apostles then. There is, in Ephesians 4, which Paul also wrote, a gift of apostleship. To some he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. That's from Ephesians 4 verse 11. So there might be a gift of apostleship in a lighter sense than the actual 12 apostles and a few others who actually fit these certain criteria that are no longer applicable to anyone today. At least that's the view of some theologians. And so if this is an issue that you're really interested in or concerned about, you can dig into it further and figure out where you're at with all that. Just thought this was a great opportunity to introduce it to you. A couple other notes about these 12 apostles. Why is there 12? Well, it goes back to the Old Testament. You remember that there were 12 tribes of Israel. Abraham is the one who God chose to be the father of nations. He had a son Isaac. Isaac had a son Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons, and each one of those sons became a different tribe of Israel, the leaders of God's people. Well, now the new covenant has come with Jesus Christ, and he's choosing 12 leaders who are symbolically the leaders of God's people, not because of the family they were born into, but because of the faith that they have in Jesus Christ. After all, we're not part of God's family because of our birthright, but we're part of God's family because of our faith. And so Jesus didn't pick 11 or 13. He picked 12 because it's in line with the pattern that had been set in the Old Testament. You see a lot of those connections between the Old and the New Testament. One other thought that I wanted to pull out of this text, it says one of the reasons he appointed them was so that they might be with him. And then he'd send them to preach. He'd give them power to cast out demons. This whole idea of Jesus' disciples being with the one who is discipling them, namely Jesus himself. You know, we're called to go make disciples. And we might ask, what does that look like? When I was in college, I was quote unquote discipled by a guy. We got together weekly in the student union for an hour or two hours, looked at scripture, discussed spiritual things, prayed together. It was a great time of spiritual enrichment for me. Different churches have discipleship programs. Ministries have discipleship programs. But we need to ask ourselves, is discipleship just a meeting once a week or a Bible study once a week? Or is it something more? I would argue that it should be something more. I think it's a life-on-life interaction. Those of us who are making disciples are giving lots and lots of time to the people who we are discipling. A lot of contact hours because there's a lot that needs to be learned about what it is to be a disciple that can't be taught in a one-hour meeting in the student union or in a two-hour Bible study once or twice a week. Jesus walked and traveled and ate and ministered to others all while his disciples were with him. Teachable moments came up. Opportunities to clarify this or that important spiritual concept were the natural outgrowth of spending lots and lots of time together. I think a great environment for discipleship is in our homes, among our families, where parents disciple their kids. There's no more intense setting with lots and lots of contact hours than that. And that's not to say that if you don't have a family, you can't disciple people. It's just to say that we need to think about making disciples as being a little bit bigger investment than only a conversation once a week. And I hope that even as I'm saying this, the Lord is planting ideas in people's minds about who you might be in a discipling relationship with and what that might look like. Let's finish this passage out quickly. Verse 20, then he went home and a crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him for they were saying he is out of his mind. So this gives us some insight into Jesus' family's response to him early in his ministry. They hear that he's healing people. They hear that he's casting out demons. Crowds are thronging about him. He's naming disciples and apostles. They think he's crazy. Eventually, there is biblical record of some of his family coming to believe him to be who he was, that is the Messiah, but they're not there yet. Come back tomorrow for more in the book of Mark. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting 
supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.